it numbs you a nightmare a horrible disease these are just a few of the ways people have described mental illness in their lives whether it's you your child or a friend mental illness impacts all of us in the same ways and that's why the mind space podcast is committed to uncovering mental illness and the impact it has Welcome to the Mindspace Podcast. I'm your host, Fahad Bin Mohammed, and with me today I have the lovely Debbie, a woman who I've come to know with so much strength and character. Today we're going to be talking about weight or being overweight or another term obesity, which carries some stigma to it, but we'll break it down through her story. So I'll let you introduce yourself to us. Um I'm Deborah Nalule. I've been overweight. Actually, I've been overweight for a really long time. Since I was young, I've been overweight. But six years ago, around six years ago, in 2014, 2015, yeah, 2015, six years ago, I had to embark on a weight loss journey and I had to get rid of some weight, you know. I decided to give my health a priority and uh so I had I've lost weight for over six. I've been off. I've not been overweight for six years. I've been no more, and I've been able to sustain the weight loss. So and I've been I'm I'm now able to help other people to lose weight through my own experience. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so basically, I'm like a weight loss coach. This is so a profession. Debbie. Side business. No, that's what I do. That's what you do? Mm, this is what I do day in, day out. This is my occupation. That's okay. what I do. I so love it. You will get into that more, but let's first start with Debbie Debbie. Mm. Who is Debbie Debbie? Is she, what tribe are we? She's a Muganda. She's a Muganda. So mm. you started six years ago, that was 2015. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the whole general description of being overweight. Is basically, there are very many factors that can lead to being overweight. There's poor feeding habits. Basically, it's poor feeding habits. There's genetic predisposition. If I think you can understand if inherently if in your family you're big, big, if your parents are large and susceptible to such things, then... I, okay, um, I wouldn't say because the whole family is large, yeah. you can go away with it. Yeah. It's like, okay, we are all different. Yeah. Some people gain weight more than others. Yeah. You know, you eat the same meal, then this other person is like very small, but, you know, others are gaining weight. And I was in that category of, I can't say really I was eating small, but I was, it was very easy for me to gain weight. And uh, I was born around 4.5 kgs, from what my mom says, and I've been progressively big. Like I've grown up big, I've been big for all those, for around 20 25, 24 years. You were big 23, for... yeah, around 24 years. For twenty for all my first 24 years, so I was big. For you majorly, you attributed it to poor feeding habits. It is poor feeding. I cannot say I was eating healthy. Yeah. But no one, again, at my age was eating healthy. I mean, it's not African, you know, African diet. We can't say it's in, entirely healthy. So when okay. you say you are... I eating... have to say, I ate like everyone else. It's yeah. just that... I'm the one who grew big, but also I ate a lot. Like in terms of portions, I can say I really used to pile on the food. Some people really used to kind of control, but I wasn't controlling. I was a big foodie also. You I love, cannot you deny. Food, yeah. Yes, I did. So basically, yours is attributed to poor feeding habits. Poor but, feeding habits and a lot of laziness. There is, I couldn't even walk. I was very lazy. Yeah. yeah. Basically, it was poor feeding habits, laziness, but I think a bit of genetical considering it was very easy for me to gain weight. I'm sure there are people who ate as much as I did, but it's me who gained. So when you say it was genetic, it was very easy for you to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Is it because in your family there's uh, the weight issues as well? We are not small. Yeah. But if you put in the work, they lose. You know, I mean, my mom was big. Eventually, she lost the weight. I've lost the weight. If you put in the effort, like any other person, you know, go to the gym, work out, eat healthy, you will lose the weight. There's no thing like, you know, if you work, put out the, put in the effort, you're still going to have the same condition, you yeah. know. Yeah. So we have some medium-sized, 
but we don't have small people. I so, have to say, we are either medium or big. So the genetics came into play, your poor feeding habits came into play. So this accumulated into being what you were for those first 25 years of your life. Yes. So when did you first, because I'm guessing 4.5 pounds? KG, KG is at birth. is a heavy baby. Mm, that's a heavy baby. That's yeah. a heavy baby. Mm-hmm. So when did you first notice internally that, okay, I am a bit heavy? Because you know, there's you going that to That I'm not like any other person. Yeah, you're not like any other person because there's going to school, like primary, I'm guessing in primary is when you might have had the mm, realization. But even, you know, there's that age when being chubby is sweet. You know, you look chubby, everyone wants you the chubby baby. But around, I started noticing that it's not okay. Um, I started noticing it's not okay. Like in P4, like at 10 years, people. I started noticing I'm different. Obviously, I would, people would run and I'm like out of breath. Yeah. You know? So, you know, everyone else was small. I was among the big girls and we were not that many. We were like three. So, you, you know, if you're three, then you know you're the ones yeah. who are old. By that time... The child has started knowing mm. what is what, who is yeah. who. Yeah. So we are like three big girls, and then the rest are all small, really small. You know, there's Based not even medium. The small, they yeah. are not medium. So yeah, that's when I noticed that I'm different, but still I got away with it because I was still young. And even my mom, you know, you, she goes to the, she takes you to the pediatrician. She's like, you know, the first thing, you know, they do is stand on the weighing scale. Okay, okay. She's a little bit out. With time, she'll lose the weight. You know, that's what the doctor is going to say. With time, as she grows, this with was school. Yeah, and I was in boarding. Uh-huh. They are hoping boarding school is going, to, going trim to trim you, me but I was not trimming. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but the doctor, you know, they'd they be like, uh, yeah, you know, but she'll lose weight with time. No worries. Yeah. No worries. But, you, you know, you keep hearing. It's not like at 10 years you can't hear that. Yeah. So, yeah. I started knowing that I'm different at that, around that time. That is not a good thing. Before I was the chubby sweet girl, and then yeah. eventually it's standing out not to be a good thing. Yeah. So before you notice, okay, now I'm a bit heavier than most of my people. Mm. Was it the weight that took you to the doctor, or just those random? Visits? The random, like you have malaria, then you, then go, you go, and then, then they check the weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did that ever affect you? Cause at that age, not really. Yeah. No, I was just frustrated that I couldn't run as fast. I couldn't really participate in sports. I did not participate in any sports. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the frustration. There's no one going to tell you go and do sacres. There's no one going to tell yeah. you go and be an athlete and run. You're not going to swim. There's nothing you're going to do. You're just going to be an overseer. You're going to cheer on the race day. Eh? Yeah. So yeah, that's the frustrating bit is that, yeah, you know, I wasn't as active as other people. But I was lazy to take some blame. I was you lazy. lazy. Mm, I wasn't so you finished primary? Then went into secondary. Now Still that's when you feel it. We no, still... no, no. There is no chubby sweet in secondary. No, I'm saying because <laughs> now you finish as chubby sweet, okay, still with your reservations mm. at the top of your primary game, it's okay. Yeah, now, then you go to VAC and then you gain really the, the you know, weight. the VAC weight and then clothes. No, the clothes challenge came in as early as six years. It was so hard for me to get clothes to put on. Yeah. It is so hard. Like, we used, you know those things of buying Christmas clothes? You go and you look shop to shop, shop to shop. Yeah. Eventually, I remember there's a Christmas where I got tired. And I'm like, my boy, don't you just buy for me the ones like you bought for my brother, you know? Like, I just put on shorts and a shirt. Yeah. I got so tired of looking for a dress that fits me. And then the ones that fits me, is like they were like for 15-year-olds. But this is no more girls. Six. Yeah. I found a challenge with clothes. That was a big challenge on my side. It was, I was putting on, like, I put on a dress... The dress I was wearing, yet I was 10, looked like I was 15. It was for a 15-year-old yeah. girl, yet I'm just 10. That one is a challenge I had. It's not that I was... I just got exhausted of looking for the dresses. I even would tell mommy, like, you know, I'm, go look. Like, bring me the dresses. I'm not going to sh- yeah. go shopping with you. And I don't... I, from then on, I've never loved shopping. I'm not one of those people who go, you know, let's go shopping for clothes. I didn't like it because it was a struggle for me. Ah. Yeah. Oh, you go and then the ladies are like, oh, she's big. Let's get the biggest size. It's not fitting. But this is Let's get for the 12. Yeah. Mm, it's yeah. not fitting. And then you're like, ah, you know. Yeah. So that one, I felt it when it came to looking for clothes. That was a big one. That was the challenge I had at that age. Yeah. So you leave primary. You've already gotten the experience of the clothes. Mm-hmm. You're six by yeah. 10. 
the doctor is already telling you mm, you know, you know hey. but the exceptions cause you're young yeah but it has not yet really taken that toll mm. on you psychologically. Mm. Not though, much. Though no. it's still registering a bit. Huh? Yeah, it is there that you're different. Yeah. That is the part. I actually relate with yeah. that because even I struggled with weight mm. growing up. Mm. I was uh, I was chubby. As you can see my physique, mm. I had no problem gaining weight mm-hmm. very fast. Mm-hmm. And you know growing up when now I was a boy, but I was so fat that I didn't even feel like a boy, you know. The mm. masculine side of me mm. it didn't register so yeah. I was really insecure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we'll get into that later mm-hmm. so this is you in second which secondary did you, was it a single or it was a single girl's school Mount St. Mary's mm-hmm. sister Seraphine I found their sister Justin Paul then sister Seraphine came oh so mm. you were there for six years four years four for all level all level mm-hmm. how did now in Namagunga, I think Namagunga has the smallest, tiniest girls in Uganda. I even they were small. And then you know, the skirts the skirts you put on from up these ends, like you know how you they're up this yeah. side. So you know your time is all yeah, visible. The blue, blue is for HSC. Yeah. The rest of us are different colors. Yeah. So I was I went there. Okay, Namagunga, nobody really attacked me there. People low key like laugh, you know. Now, let me talk about the challenges in O-Level. In O-Level, the first one I had was, we had this, uh, like a dining table. They yeah. put like two different saucepans. Then there were like two of us in each class. So you, there was self-service. So they put my, let me say it's matoke and beans. Now I eat, a, I was eating a lot. So I, you know, I sat on the table and then, I think, okay, I was a little bit unconsiderate, I have to confess. I served like half of the matoke. For the whole table, remember, were like nine. I took like half of it and I put it on my <laughs> Then the girls started laughing. They're like, yeah. finish. Yeah. Like, eat it all. No, we are no, going no, to no, get so more. Yeah. So, and then no one, I've served myself first. Then I'm like, you know, okay. Like, I added myself. Then they went and got more in the saucepan. But when they were serving themselves, I realized their portions were so little. Like, they were little. Yeah. Even now, you cannot eat them. So I was like, my God. I literally ate. Like, I felt that, you know, I overeat. Yet maybe you may have been eating. Th- this was my portion. Yeah. This was what I ate. Yeah. But this is not what they were eating. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the HSCs on my table, the, I saw them laughing and then eventually, so I settled down to let everyone serve themselves first. Whatever remains is what I'll it's take. So that no one laughs. No one is yeah. going to be like, I ate all the food on the table. Yeah. So that was the first time I felt it. Then the second time, you know those performances at school? Which ones? The, the ones, you know. No, <laughs> the, 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 the school performances. Let me say YCS. Oh, yeah, 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 they functions, are coming. Yeah. The functions, the functions, right? Where the boys come. Yeah, the boys come. <laughs> and then you have to perform. Yeah. So, you know, people are practicing for the for Rihanna's Pondery play. At that time, I was in S2. Yeah. I was like, guys, I want to join here. <laughs> I just <laughs> The other girls almost came when they knew the whole dance routine. Mm-hmm. You could see, like, they always were shifting. Mine wasn't. You know, and someone was like, man, Debbie. They didn't even say, like, okay, I, it's not that they, they, they booted me out <laughs> yeah. because of the weight, but I think the you, weight... You, you got the message, yeah, I felt like the weight was a hindrance. I think I could have learned as early and I could have been as flexible. And I really did want to perform. <laughs> I'm so sorry for laughing. At it is true. Like, I did yeah. want to perform. You so. did want to. I did. You I wanted, wanted to, to be part of the group. And... Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was the adolescent. Yeah. I needed to impress. <laughs> So, but then, you know, the yeah. practice went on. They're like, you know, like belly roll, belly... I'm like, man, I'm like, I couldn't yeah. even belly roll. And I was like, ah. they're like, you know, Debbie, you're lagging behind. You're not learning as fast. Yeah. And we have like three days to the function. You're like, man, let me just leave. Yeah, routine echo, yeah. Echo, yeah. So I was like, ah, let me leave. Then I, I'm like, you know, and you know, all the girls who performed were really, they were, they were small. They were slim. They were you could see the bone shift from side to side. <laughs> there is no way you could see the bones on yeah. me. There was nothing bothering me. So I, I was like, you know, I, I think even if I learned the routine, I wasn't going to really 
nail it. Yeah. I wasn't going to be like the outstanding perform on stage. Yeah. I was probably going have to take it. As the as the big person. The one taking long to move. <laughs> probably, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have done. So I left it at that. So that, that I think that's when it hit me like, you know, it starts to hit you that you're big and it's not a good thing and it's an issue and also also the sports I did most of the cheering on in all level. So but you know, being a single girl school and a school where they instill a lot of confidence not based on your size based on your brains we were all about the books yeah. perform or whether you're big you could perform you know size has nothing to do with your brains yeah. if you're clever you're clever and that's what so you could go away with it i i felt like i didn't feel it much as apart from okay people just used to laugh but like you know they, let me say they used to measure us for the skirts and the skirts come and then people are like special order yeah mine is like everyone used to come like what is your hip size mm. you know theirs is like 30 32 and mine is like all the way to like 50 they're like damn baby it is so big yeah. i'm like yeah you know ah that's it but then i felt it in olive because it was in elevo when i went to namgongo there i felt the pinch yeah. because it was a mixed school for some reason I wanted the the attention actually I have to confess I did want the attention of the boys there is no one there is no guy who came out and said because of your weight I cannot approach you but I said it it came to me like it could be is it is it a possibility is it because this is after you established school. or before you established in the school There's like it hit me the moment I reached. No. I wanted their attention and well, I felt like their... I could get oh. their attention if I was smaller. I felt like maybe I would I got attention obviously because I was big but not like attention that attention. Wanted. Yes. So if you are that typical Namagonga girl I... who would have gone to Namugongo in the smallness yeah would have gotten the definitely. Of course the runs I came with from Namagonga they did get their attention. Yeah. But me I was like you know I was just I did it, I got it like your loud uh personality. I got it because of the personality, not because of never about the body. It wasn't like it wasn't like let me dead you kind of thing. It was your debut you're so kind. You know, you yeah, you understand. Inner beauty. Inner inner beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I also felt yeah, so I started hitting me now in S I started now. I started doing things to myself actually. Yeah. Yeah, in school. What kind of things? Positive, bad, negative, so that I could lose the weight. Mm. So you know, of course, you know there is grab. They bring you grab at school. Then I stopped taking the grab. I started really eating the portion and the beans, thinking you know I could lose weight. Yeah. I stopped eating the canteen food. I mean, I took away some luxuries from myself, which mm. I don't think I should have. At that time, mm. looking back. I mean I stopped buying myself chips and chicken at the canteen I was really dedicated to the rice the beans the posho the beans you know the the school food Yeah I started um as much as I was generous okay with the grub and everything but now I didn't, didn't like of course my mom despite her being worried about my weight she still bought the milk Yeah and should buy the big sizes like one liter boxes like a carton you know she was dedicated to the grub So but I started giving it away yeah. and really drinking water. And then still anyway the weight didn't go. This is after your six years. No, this is me in like S5. Senior five. Yeah. Yeah. It still did not go. I didn't see it shifting. So I started this thing of I think you know then let me I got sick like bacteria I got a bacterial infection then I got diarrhea and then I noticed like my stomach reduced had reduced go and obviously the biggest issue is always the stomach so now i went and started telling the nurse that i have constipation now constipation medicine is automatically going to make you to get diarrhea yeah. so that's that's what happened to me so i would go we, I, i'm not even having constipation i go i say i'm having constipation She gives me the meds I take like every day like I'm on the urea the urea like eh, until this I is, started this like senior 5 senior 5 I I had that habit I would get diarrhea bad bad diarrhea and then 
get so dehydrated. It's not, I don't even think I lost any weight. Fine, the stomach looked a little bit smaller, but... It wasn't worth it. Yeah, I got dehydrated and I was taking very tough subjects. I was doing mathematics, physics, and then you go to class. I could barely hold a pen. Like, I was out of it. I, didn't, I wasn't okay. I was dehydrated. You could see it that I was pale and dehydrated. So you, you directed yourself to dehydration. Mm. Which is great because, you see, people have one bout of dehydration and they wouldn't want to, to have it again. And I don't even think it's good to take laxatives. Like, those medicines... Yeah. For, for a long time, especially yeah. even if it's not necessary, you know. I think they, uncalled for. yeah, I think it, they have side effects. Yeah. So I told mommy, like she came, and you know, my cascade days away, it looked a little bit big now, like there was space, and I was yeah. starting to feel happy. She came, and I'm like, I told her, she's like, no, you can't do that. She's like, you won't, you can't, you will fail, yeah. like you will fail badly at school. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. That one I stopped a little bit. Now S6, there's this liver's part. It's like sosh, prom, whatever. Mm. The liver's part. Of course, I wanted a liver's date. I resumed that method. Again, oh, I did the, the whole was, diarrhea yeah, thing. I wanted diarrhea. a date so badly. Everyone was getting a date. And I wanted one. You know, everyone, you know, the couples were really big couples. They were jazzing. You know, you're like, you know, I do want to have a date on like liver's. Although, you know. It was just inside. I did not tell anyone, like, I wanted a date. You know now when I tell my OGs then, they're like, really? You did you that? Did, you didn't, it didn't seem like you were on that way. Like, yeah, yeah, I was just like, I'm okay going by myself. But yeah. I think it's, I wasn't okay with that. So I did do that again. And still, I didn't get the date anyway. And I still failed miserably with the weight loss. And, of course, dehydration, as in... Still, you know, at the end of the day, I still want to pass. Yeah. It's not like I wanted to fail. At that moment, it became more priority than the weight. Yeah. But then there's this thing where girls sat down to talk about the most beautiful girls. Yeah. That. That's when I, it hit me. Like, I felt bad. They talked. They were, you know, top 10. Top 10 most beautiful girls. They are like, you know, they named it. Debbie would be if she wasn't fat. And then it came to me somehow. The word reached me. And I was like, okay, really? I didn't think like someone looks ugly because they are big. Like ugly? No. Yeah. So I, that one, I felt bad. I, it, up to now, it's something that, I, that still comes to my mind. Like I couldn't be top 10. Not that I wanted to be top 10, but I didn't think it can hinder someone from being over the most beautiful yeah. or whatever. Like you're not even in like the beautiful they're, category they're because of that. Beauty mm. to a certain... To a size. To a size. Don't you think that's like a reflection of society? It is. Uh, I don't think it has really reached Uganda much. But it is, like outside... Actually, just even here in Uganda, because the same thing they told you is... They, we, we try to link the slim, just like the model industry... Mm. They're all very small, petite. Mm. Okay, okay the truth women. is, mm-hmm, even in Uganda it is. Yes. The moment people see you, it's like, you're fat. Like, you've gained weight. You, with the face of you, look bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I think even in, it is, they equate beauty to size. There is a little bit yeah. of that. Because even when you talk There's about... There's no one who's going to be like, you're so beautiful, yeah. yet you're... Even when they say you're beautiful, they're going to be like, despite her being big, she's beautiful. Yeah. Like, why are you putting the despite? The size, you're removing the compliment bit, yeah. from the person. So, yeah, it is. And also, most of the torture when you're big is from other people. Yeah. It's not really so much of yourself. Okay, other than you feeling like you're not walking as fast, it's the comparisons. Yeah. The, 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 what you hear in your ears. The moment you step foot out of the house... The border, border men jazzing for you. Then you go meet your friends. They are like, man, from the last time I saw you, Debbie, it's like you've gained weight. Yeah. Then also, you know, your relatives also. It's the word, the words, the words just, you, it reaches a point and you're like, I don't want to go out. Yeah. I don't want to look at myself in the, it's the people who remind you that you're big. You may even fail to notice that you're really that different, but, you know, the words, they, yeah. they torture you. You know, it, anybody, anybody telling you, telling you, man, you've, you've, you've gained weight. Like you're like a balloon. 
and people are so mean with those words like mm-hmm. you're ballooning you know so basically most of the most of the the torture is from other people yeah. i wish people could be a little bit kind sometimes you find people are actually trying to lose the weight yeah. but then you come and say man it's like why you've even gained you know so they even stop trying they're yeah. like in fact like why am i dying yeah and so just the way back to what we're saying the whole reflection of society just like you were in namagunga Mm. And these girls were eating those small small portions of food mm-hmm. is that like a reflection of society i mean we have people who take girls out for lunch and i feel like when i look back i'm like why were they eating so little yeah i don't think it was good yeah that they ate so little i don't think it was even good for their health yeah you know they ate so little like that one is part of namagunga girls love to be small they loved to be small especially hscs i'm not shocked that it's them who loved I think because that's where there is um so is, is that where the pressure is because I think now from the feminine perspective the whole linking the size to beauty but even the way people look at you it is yeah. all they even at school you know you it's there you feel it like you're big someone doesn't have to tell you you're big the look is enough I think in Gungas it was mostly the look people yeah. had a way of not no one really ever came out and said you're big it's the look that people gave me, especially the the hscs the ministers you know that look of even when you line up for food we give you more you've not i've not asked you for more why are you asking me if you should give me more yeah you know yeah so it's the look yeah but mostly you feel, i felt it in hsc actually because of those comments the leavers and being in a mixed school i yeah. think mixed i think the girls in mixed schools feel it more than the ones in single sex schools yeah, yeah. because of the presence of, uh, mm, of the boys yeah. and the attention yeah. and the boys i think also like the, the slimmer girls at least at that time at that time i think that one preferences preference maybe men maybe, is preference maybe. everyone has mm, their own preference has their own so preference. by your senior sex you have now it has clearly the psychological effect has been mm. just taken a psychological toll mm-hmm. on you did you pass I did. It became my priority. I did not want to fail. Yeah, so you mm. passed. The levers, I put everything aside yeah. and read. I did pass. Yeah. But then your things like self esteem <clears throat> was it how I don't know. I um I got the self esteem issues in university. In university because as you said before, your people knew you for being loud. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you struggled with. Did you struggle I with confidence? I did I did not. <clears throat> I did not really be there and I'm like I don't love myself yeah. or let me put myself in this shell because I'm big. I was really just a loud personality through and through. But I felt the it, the, it started in in university. Okay, let's leave mm. high school, let's yeah. go to university. Mm-hmm. 3 years, 4 years at campus. 3 years. 3 years. So mm. I'm guessing this is now a different ball game. Mm. But for university I felt like I, it came from my family mostly. Yeah, this is now when the family started having a It's not like someone at university walked up to me and said, "Damn you're so fat." Yeah. No, no, no. My mom, I think that's when it hit her that she's out of school and she has still not lost the weight. So she started the she started pushing. She started pushing me like I don't think anyone is going to date you because you're so big. You're probably not having a boyfriend because you're big. So even me I wasn't motivated to even if they came and approached me, I would be like, you know, before the relationship starts, I'm really actually not interested. So This is straight into campus first year. Straight into campus starting from vacation. Like she she got it like I I think she started feeling it like my god, she's still big. Yeah, you know that all that time the doctors were consoling approach. consoling her yeah. that with age with age but now I'm in vac and I'm getting obviously bigger in vac so I think it started hitting her that you know this girl could be yeah. big and she also had diabetes yeah. she has diabetes and pressure so I think it hit her that my girl could actually get these diseases if she didn't chop the weight but how the approach was wrong The approach was torturing to me. She could have actually said, you know what, let's embark on this health thing together because she was eating healthy because of her disease and she yeah. was forced to change her diet. Lifestyle. I felt like she could have just said, why don't you eat like me and we see how where it goes. Yeah. But it was more of 
which man is going to approach you with your with that weight yeah so even when they approached me to date me i'm like i'm not interested but this was uh, how was your mind frame at that time because this is her telling you this yet previously you had also craved the no attention. you start feeling like you're ugly you start feeling like you don't look good you're not looking good enough to even be approached for a date so even if i was being approached i did not want to go like i stayed i think for all the three years of my campus i literally did not date until like the end this is like cause in your high school you wanted the boys coming in mm. then towards the end no she made me think, like there is no one going to approach you yeah. genuinely because of your like, weight it was like confirming your darkest yeah. fears yeah it was like they are not going to come because of you aha uh-huh, you've got it i was already feeling like you know yeah. i had the issue in H- in hsc and now she's very clear there is no one no one is going to marry you with that weight i think she wanted me to lose it so badly but the approach was bad so she's like you know who asked you out did even anyone ask you out You're like yeah there is this guy banali that wait so you even toss gas with the guy you're like why just leave me i don't want like i'm not interested in going for a date with you yeah. you know she made it look like there was no one genuinely approaching me for me because of the wait maybe the smaller girls yeah but me it was there is no way it's going to be love for my sake it's maybe just because he wants to get into the pants yeah but who is going to love you with that weight you know so she she started that the weight thing i got it from my family mostly so she's like um then also my brother my brother would look and like he would see me from afar he's like Ooh, I, I, have you looked at your tummy i know he's like hey oba Oba you've added from the last time I saw he last saw you last week. <laughs> He's like, "Wait. Have you seen have, he even does like, have you seen your the tummy?" Yeah, he pokes you like, "Yeah." Like, like now this is my tummy. He's like, "Mama, mama, mama, it's big." Yeah. Was it big as well or It's not it's, I was big. Yeah, my so face was, was big, my arms were big, the legs was, were big, yeah. the, everything was big, but he was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Tummy. He sat me down. He's like, when you have such a tummy, we say you have those Pirelli tires, city tires, Pirelli. That's <laughs> yeah, what you have. Yeah. I was like, I started looking for the the tires on myself. You're not I'm like, that dad, but no, you, <sighs> you started seeing them. Then mommy's like, he did not mean. That. You see those faults, Nalon? Those are the tires he means. The Makunde. Yeah, the the faults. Mm. Those are the tasks. I mean, they are there. They are there. You need to lose the weight. So it was mostly from them. They tried to lose at campus. I, I just slept on myself. I just I had a, a tough course. So I did not try to lose weight at campus. I just just ate my way out. Like I ate despite like the their torture made me I just continued to eat. I was not bothered. So at this point can we say it was a It was clearly an, an eating disorder. Like I accepted it. Yeah. It was an eating disorder. It was. Yeah. I cannot say I ate I ate the chips every day. So stating, you know, obesity can lead to things like depression, anxiety, with the way your life must have been moving and the fact that you chose to eat compulsively. Do you think that was like a coping mechanism for not having I just mm, I just I just gave up. I was like what? I just I was like why, why should I like This is who I am. Yeah. Also people convince you that genetically you come from a big family. This is what I, you're never going to lose weight. Those are now my friends. They yeah. be you're not going to lose weight. This We're is who you are. Like we, this, yeah. yeah. We've seen you like this. This is who you are. Accept who you are. So yeah. I accepted myself and I ate. I was like, you know, of course as you know with bad eating habits, there's something about bad eating habits. You could eat like one burger today. But because you're not giving your body the right nutrients. Yeah. It keeps craving for so you keep adding another burger then gets a little bit of the fiber a little bit of the real good protein yeah. and then you add like you keep it's something like let me say last year you could eat a plate of chips and burger this year you're probably eating a plate of chips and two burgers like it's something that keeps on right, yeah. yeah it's it keeps it's getting like bigger in terms of mm, food, yeah. yeah so i just i really just ate my way through campus i did not date i was told i couldn't date because i was big There is no one going to try me. At one point she we were watching we were seeing wedding pictures. And you know those olden 
pictures of weddings where the groomsmen <laughs> carry the bride. Yeah. She came like, come, come here. Who is going to carry you? Won't you break these people's bones when they are busy? I felt it. I was like, yeah. yeah. I'll definitely. I told her, I'm not going to pose like that. I will just do other poses. I tell why. These are the poses for all brides. I'm like, I'm not going to stress anybody to carry me with, you know, in that yeah. position. I will not stress the groomsmen. She's like, but even would they marry you with that size? You know. This is now the end of campus. Yeah. She started first year. Will they marry you? The yeah. It's it continued and I continued to eat and yeah. But then now after campus. I started now, you know, slimming. I now started again to try. You know, you never really give up with weight. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a constant it's something struggle. that you keep trying. Despite you giving up, then again, you're like, you know, I've heard. You hear slimming teas work. So you try them. You hear the slimming pills work. You try them. So then if there's a time someone came with supplements. Yeah. So mom is like, um, either you do driving school. And I think it was like 400 something. Or I buy you these supplements that can help you lose weight, guys. I'm like, you know what? I've struggled. And you know, by the time the supplements guys have really assured you, you're going to lose the weight. Begin a call up. Hey. Yeah. So I was like, let me do this once and for all. My God. I took the supplement. I couldn't. I didn't even manage a week. They say they have those side effects. You went back for another session of dairy. No. The supplement, I just, they were not testing good. Like I just got from, I, I did them for like two days. You're thinking at least I've lost a kg. I went and weighed. It's like I had gained. I was like, I, I left the tins there. I left everything. She's like, my God, you have made me waste so much. I'm like, ma, don't even remind me. I've also lost driving school. I could be yeah. learning how to drive right now. So yeah, that too. So that's what happened. I did not lose the weight. I gave up on the supplements. I continued with my eating until one time I saw someone, someone I knew from social media, Twitter. Yeah. But now she was on Instagram. She posted a photo a, a, a before and after. So she's like, she put there, I've lost 30 kgs in three months from 100 to 70. I'm like, how? How did you do it? I'm thinking she's going to tell me the teas. Let me prepare my money. I import yeah. the teas from South Africa. She's like, no, I had to change my entire lifestyle. Like Debbie, I exercise for one hour a day. I don't eat, I don't take sugar. I don't eat fried food. I am not eating chips. I am not taking soda. Like she told me all the don'ts, but she never told me what to eat. Yeah. So now Google. I made, like, I was Googling everything I put in my stomach. This it's calorie. This was right after, the first, like, one year after. Mm. The calories in the food, the fiber in the food, the fats, the carbs, fruits. I was Googling everything I put in. So, you know, when I started, then the weight started Reducing. to go. Yeah. Eventually, and you know when you lose some, you're motivated to keep going. I did the workouts every single day. Yeah. I didn't even miss on a son. And I did not cheat for one day in five months. I just kept going. I reached somewhere. I became a little bit stagnant. Now I started working out twice a day. That's two hours a day. I pushed myself until actually I reached somewhere. And I'm like, I think this is how girls of my age look. Let me stop here. So... And then I just maintained. Yeah. And then eventually I'm like, you know, people, because they over-asked me, Debbie, how did you lose the weight? When you tell them, they don't try. This was 2015, you said 2015? 2015? Yeah, I lost the weight in 2015. 2015, yeah. mm. So when they ask you, Debbie, how did you lose the weight? You tell them I did this and this. Why did all those things? I've been off sugar for like three years. I'm still not losing. So I noticed like they ask, you tell them the truth and they still don't try. So I was like, you know. Maybe if I charge them, they will try. And that's what happened. Yeah. So that's how I started my weight loss program. It was based on my whole experience with foods. Yeah. So basically what I did is what I tell people, to, is what I teach people to do. And it was really the healthy way. I did not take any supplements. I did not take any pills. It was basically adjusting my lifestyle. What I ate, I replaced some foods with others. I ate more vegetables. I ate more fruits. I ate more fiber. I, I am active. I've been active since then. I've never stopped exercising. Yeah. So 
yeah. so 2015 when do you get married mm, i didn't get married in 2015 i got pregnant in 2016 in 2016 so obviously i still piled on the weight because you said you you started then you picked up momentum then you stopped then you decided to maintain mm. then you got pregnant mm-hmm. this was after starting your company or before 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 i started after after mm. giving birth after giving birth so, like one year after so you get married no i got pregnant you got pregnant did you get married after after like um like one year after giving birth yeah so your weight at that time was it you gained weight so the i gained back weight. you gained back you went yeah. back to i gained i went from like 60 to 80 yeah and then i gave birth and then when i gave birth still i noticed the girls i gave birth with were looking slimmer and i wasn't so after like two months i went on like i was like I'm doing this. I have to lose all the weight. Yeah. I think I even lost way more than I lost the first time. So yes, I lost weight although the good way, the, the healthy way, so I lost weight. I got married um one year after the baby. I was already back to my shape. So yeah, that's when I got married. Back to the, your physical shape? Mm, back to the normal. So shape. when you lost again. And that's when. Yeah. One year after is when I started my weight loss program. I was at home, I wasn't doing much. Then it clicked. People keep asking me, "Why don't I do this?" And then I noticed people in Instagram, you know those outside people, yeah. then you notice all the Americans charge to help. So I'm like, "Why don't I charge?" Like, you know, it doesn't kill. So did your weight loss issues ever affect you during your marriage? Actually, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. But I've seen they affect my clients. Yeah. Mm. That's where I've seen it. The the weight did not affect yeah, me. Yeah, because I'm trying to piece together. Maybe it did, <laughs> but you know people can be polite and not tell you. Your but like your, your own husband being polite not telling you. Like I dated when I was big. He found you big. Yeah. So how did you Then get, I lost the weight. How did you jump from the mindset of I no longer want I don't need a man. My mom has told me I may not get married. I mean your darkest fears are coming in too. They are really manifesting themselves and here is this guy first of all yeah. this is what i thought i didn't think it was possible to lose weight yeah i didn't even know there was a healthy way to live life that was one of the hindrances like that's one of the reasons i never ever lost weight yeah so i didn't know that when you, you subs- i didn't know that there is a life without chips i didn't yeah. know there was a life that there are people who don't even drink soda i didn't know but then when i asked this girl yeah. i was like why don't i try Why don't like let me give it my all and fail. I was ready to fail anyway. Yeah. But I was like let me give it my all the way she did it and I see and then when I did I did not fail. Like I actually lost the weight. So he was with you. That's when I got the knowledge of actually you need to eat healthy. He was with me during that From time. From the beginning to the end. Yeah. He supported you 100%. He did not believe me. I was like you know I'm doing this weight loss thing. For him, he was on the side of loving you for personality. Yeah, he was actually on that side. He Not what you wanted to be loved. I for. don't know. Maybe he never. Of course, when I lost the weight, wow, you know, you look good. Obviously, okay. Yeah, There's a different package, different car from the one he bought. Yeah, it was different. And most people actually, when I lost the weight, they thought maybe I was sick. Yeah. There is no way people thought it's possible to lose that much. Like I went from. 90 to 60 I was the, the way slimmer really tremendous mm. change, yeah. so everyone kept asking him like is she sick do you think she's sick then he's like no actually she has been telling me she's trying to lose weight she has actually lo- like he, it was unbelievable to him as well that i had lost weight but he was a good support but system. i realized that when we were dating his friends used to be like mom what the heck why are you dating this big person he just never used to tell me It's just one time when I caught the friend telling him. Although for him he didn't look unbothered, you know, it was like that's my choice, you know. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. And actually that's when I knew that I don't think it has anything to do with your size for someone to like you. For love. Eh? Mm, I think it's more for yourself. Yeah. But then I've seen that it has. 
I mean, I've seen it among my clients that there yeah. are men are torturing them for the yeah. way. So, some of the men approach me on behalf of the wives yeah. to help. Like, ah, man, she, she's she's out of she, she's shapeless. Help, like yeah. Chili Bubi. I don't know how you, you know. Then they try to tell the wife, like I've got for you someone, but because he's the one who is telling the wife, they are also not interested. Yeah. So yeah. So he was a very good support system for you going forward. He was. He did not tell me, Debbie, you fat. I don't like you. He, actually, he never even talked about my weight. Yeah. I don't think he was bothered at all. So it was a must must have been a very big change from family being against. Actually, my mom was shocked that I had someone. Yeah, because she must. I because we dated for a while, then had the child, then you know got married. Yeah. She she was shocked that I had someone who actually loved me. Yeah. Like she's like, wow, the guy loves you. Yeah. He didn't care that you're fat. Yeah. She would ask. I'm like, he hasn't mentioned it. Yeah. So it was really just vibes and fun. Vibes and fun. Mm. So 2016. You have your child. You got married in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 2017. This is 2021. Mm-hmm. The company started in 2017 as well. Yeah, 2017. 2017. Mm-hmm. You have been on for four years now. Mm-hmm. How much growth have you seen? The impact of what you're doing to help these people that come to reach out to you? So much. Especially with the health. Yeah. There are some people who legit come with the pressure and the diabetes. Yeah. And you really... Some, of course, there's that part where... There's that stage where even if you lose weight and you got the diabetes and the pressure, it's not going to go. But then at least you can keep it under control. You're not going to be there and then get a diabetes attack or, or like a stroke out of nowhere. Yeah. You keep the weight under control. And then others are told, if you do not do something about your weight, you're going to you're get going pressure. To, yeah. Like you're this close, you're at the border. Those ones too, so they, they don't get it at all. Then there are others with, with fertility issues. Yeah. Some women are told you, you're not able to get pregnant because you're big. Like you're obese, you're yeah. big, you're overweight and all that stuff. Then the moment, the moment they change their eating habits, the moment they, even like after one month, she tells you, Debbie, I'm pregnant. But mostly it is the self-esteem. Self-esteem. It is, no one has even told her she's, she's like, oh, well, you have diabetes or pressure or you're not fertile. It's, I cannot. Baby, I am looking at myself and I am ugly. I hate it. I hate myself. I hate my weight. I have not taken a full picture in two years. It's just selfies on selfies. You even ask her, you know, let me see her before and after. She's like, there is no before because I never took pictures. Like for pictures, it's the marriage, the sex life is doing better because I've lost some weight. You know, when you feel good about yourself and then they get a lot of discipline because there's a lot of discipline in the journey. Yeah, I can only imagine. So, you know, when you feel good, you're happier, you're able to, you know, you, you can pass on the happiness to, let me say, your husband, your family. You are able to tell your entire household, you know, you guys, I've noticed we never eat any greens. We are just basically meat, chips. Then you start introducing better eating habits to everyone. So it is, it is very impactful. It is years after people are like, man, you don't know what you do. Like, keep going. You don't know what you've done for me. Like, I've been struggling. And most of them come like, I've tried. I have spent millions on pills. I have, some even import pills. You don't, they don't even buy locally. They import I have tried juicing. I have juiced, lost like 10 kgs in three weeks only to gain back 20. So yes, it has it has been very impactful. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm able to do it. So there's something most people don't like talking about, which is the term obesity. Because mm-hmm. once obesity is described as basically being overweight. Mm-hmm. Overweight is just the, the subtle way of putting it because of the stigma that comes with the word obesity. But isn't that the reality most people live? Okay, now it in, is. in this century right now, in the current prevailing conditions, wouldn't you also say you suffered the same? It is, but the thing is no one wants to accept it. Yeah. Like you don't believe you're obese. Yeah. 
even when they say it, you're like, no, I'm, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. You keep consoling yourself that it's not that bad, but it is that bad. Yeah. So yeah. is it? Um, it can bring you like it. It brings a lot of of health issues. I think is it just being in denial? It is being in denial. Like you're told you're best and you're like, no, I'm not that big. Or they just do not want to be associated with a stereotype. Even the word itself. Yeah, obese. Just, I think it it just, you know, with the mind, it yeah. just like, you know, it puzzles you or whatever. They, they, no one wants to accept it. Not the word obesity at yeah. least. Even the word overweight. They just, you know, I've gained a little bit of kgs over time. Yeah, so how do you break down? Because these this are issues we're trying to address head on. And from your point of view, I think for you, now you know how more to relate with them, but it's more or less calling a spade a spade. Mm. And if someone is obese and fat, as they would say it, I mean, I think it would start by accepting your condition. Cause from and like, why you are. Because yeah, like from your story, you actually had to first accept that, okay, I'm fat, I'm obese. Because the more you sugarcoat these conditions... I believe the more they can escalate to something much, you can mm-hmm. actually sit back and decide not to work on it. So why not? Ad- do you ever address? Because I don't. You you shared with me you don't like addressing your conditions, your parent, your patients' conditions as obese and labeling them as overweight. But don't you believe that is? Don't you think that is somehow? You know, there's their also denial? a lot going on in society. There is this thing of accept your reality, and then there are these other people who love your body the way it is. Mm-hmm. you know as in i want to be in between i'm like love the body but i'm like love it enough to feed it well i mean i can be overweight but i still love my body but i just want it a certain way exactly because that's that's the reality most people face. yeah but the truth also is they don't love their bodies yeah it's just i mean that's why the whole thing is love your body all it's there. all there all they don't like it they don't like it all no there. one wants to be big all there is no big person who is not trying to lose weight i can all guarantee yeah I, I i totally agree yes with you. but oh is it because they are taught to hate their bodies what they hear because with all this new wave of feminism coming up and you know social media mm-hmm. you find a very very attractive woman like i mean she's she's not small she has some weight on, mm. but she looks really, really, really good. I mean, mm-hmm. like, really, really good. And her problem is, I'm gaining weight. And you're looking at this woman, as gorgeous as she is, for you thinking this is the most flawless body I've seen, mm. and she's, she's telling you, I need to lose weight. Mm. Why, why is there so much pressure from the feminine side of things to, to conform to a certain... Do you believe it's a Western... I do. I think I do. I do. I do. And I do. The bad, the worst thing is that first of all, the Western guys, it's not like it's their natural bodies, and I don't even think we have the same bodies as they do. Yeah. You know, it's they're actually artificially doing lipo, and then they also like my clients also come and put me on pressure. Like you know how they can just reduce the stomach. And then they stay with just the booty and the hips, or they yeah. even elevate the booty. And then someone is like, they become, help me remove only the stomach. Let me stay with the booty. You know, those are the body goals. I mean, yeah. that's the body goals right now. And you're like, babe, you know what? There isn't any food that helps you lose the tummy, and it specifically chooses to leave your booty. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to lose the weight. The, the, the fat goes from where the fat is. If it's in the booty, if it's in the hips... The breast, like, it's going to go. Yeah. So, I think social media is playing a very big... Well, you even put yourself on pressure for nothing. Like, yeah. I can even post myself and someone's like, Debbie, as though you've gained weight. You see? Yeah. I was literally okay when I posted my picture. Then you come and tell me I've gained weight. So, yeah, I think it's mostly social media. It's also bringing... It's, there's a little bit of, you know... Pressure pressure and you're not good enough if you don't have this body and then also you're not so you start like you know and then obesity you don't want to even accept it there's so many beautiful girls out there that are just and it's also hard to accept because i'm assuming you are one of the little girls that come at school in second you are small your metabolism and all of a sudden you're gaining weight because you're not active and everything so to even accept that, you'd be like, how did I get here? How the hell did I get here? So there's a lot of denial of the obesity. I don't know. I feel like as much as we should love ourselves, 
Like, don't let yourself go until the doctor has to say, man, your health is yeah. bad. You need to lose weight. Don't wait for the doctor to come and say, if you don't do this, you're going to get high blood pressure. Yeah. I feel like find a balance of eating healthy and enjoying yourself. Yeah. Mm. So as we wind up, I want to ask you a few questions that I should have asked earlier. Mm. I want to understand, because when it comes to, to these kinds of things, especially... I'll call it a mode of recovery. Mm-hmm. Just like addicts recover from mm-hmm. their illness. Mm-hmm. The discipline, I mean, there's that point where you went the first five months and you're giving it five months consistently. What motivated you? I mean, what kept you going? Because I just wanted to try, but I was also mentally ready. Yeah. Most, let me tell you, weight loss is more mentally draining than physical. Like, it just, what should I say? It just, it is mental. You need a lot of mental stability. You need to be in the right mind. The yeah. moment you're on a weight loss journey and you hear your man has cheated, they always fall off. Yeah. I get those clients. Well, let me say your mind has cheated. Or you're on the weight loss journey and then your friends come and say, man, you're on weight loss, you're doing debit feed, but... You've gained like five kgs from the last time I saw it mentally. Yeah. And even the food, looking at it and not being able to eat it, the temptation is so mentally draining. So if you're not in the right mind, let me say you're having some stress issues, you're not mentally ready. I Like even my clients can be like, you know, Debbie, as I enter these, are there equipments I need? Are there, you know, specials? I'm like, no, get your mind ready. If you're not mentally ready, yeah. I think out of the 100% who sign up, I have success with 60%. The other 40% fails because they are not mentally in that space to actually put in the work and have the discipline. It needs a lot of discipline. Yeah. Yeah. So mentally, it needs someone to be ready. If you're not mentally ready, do not try it. If you're having marital issues, don't. If you're having any kind of stress at work, you're not going to manage you need to be in the right state of mind to concentrate on this. It's something, there's a lot of unlearning you need to do. Yeah. Like you change your entire lifestyle. You stop, even your entire free changes. And then you start eating these things. And then sometimes you're the only big one at home. Yeah. The rest are slim. They are young. Let me say your mom, your child is taking yogurt. She's eating cake. She's eating sweets. And you, on the other hand, you're eating the natural sweets of fruits, vegetables, you know. So mentally, it is very draining. You need to be very disciplined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going forward, let's first have a word to the, to the, to the older millennials mm. and the younger generation. Mm. To all those young girls out there that are, they get getting bombarded by social media and you know feeling secure in their bodies. Not even not only the girls though, because mm. men as well feel insecure about their weights. But it's a topic for another day because. Mm really talked about mm. what do you have to say to such people to, to stay online and the better alternative just like you growing up you didn't have alternatives and knowledge about you know i can lose weight just by feeding i don't have to take slimming teas and diet forever what message um, do you have for I, those I tell people to take the break from social media do not let social media people influence like don't be there and look at the body and be like, that's the body not, I not, want. Not just social media, but also people getting backlash from family, from friends. How can they quiet, quieten the noise and focus on who they are in the moment? No, I feel like, like I said, I don't think there's one big person who is not trying to lose weight. Yeah. If you feel your weight is affecting you, yeah. do something about it. You know, like literally stop eating badly and do something about it. It's good for your health. Like do something right. That's the best you can do for your body. It's not really the body goals, the bikini body. It's just be healthy for yourself. Like do it for yourself. If you feel it bothers you. If you feel like you look at your thighs and you're bothered, you look at you don't like the way you look, you lose the weight. Like try and lose, put in the work and lose weight the natural way. But the noise is always going to be there. The moment you step out of the house, even if it's not from your, at home, I feel like you can set your, I feel like then I could have set my boundaries because ultimately it's not because of my mom pushing me that made me lose weight. I woke up and I started it. Even her, she was shocked. She's like, I don't know what entered Debbie's mind, 
but she eats like this and look at how much she has lost. It's not someone to push you. Someone has never been there and pushed me and I've done it. So I feel like at home, set your boundaries because that's in your control. You have to tell your people, like, stop it. I don't like it. It affects me. Stop it. Yeah. Do not tell me I'm fat. I know the border border guys, those ones, you can't control. And if you have friends who are going to always be there giving you that negative energy, you don't have to meet them. Why would you meet someone who makes you sad? You get yeah. You don't have to hang out with them. You can literally hang out with people who are positive. Yeah, but also I'm saying if you have an issue with your weight, you feel you're uncomfortable with it, do something about it. But then if there is negative energy around you and it's in your control, you can shut it up. For sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. It's been such a lovely conversation. Mm -hmm. We're going to sign this off. Thank you so much for tuning in, people. Please subscribe, like, comment. Put in the hard work, just like Debbie has said. You will not regret it. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah. It numbs you. A nightmare. A horrible disease. These are just a few of the ways people have described mental illness in their lives. Whether it's you, your child, or a friend. Mental illness impacts all of us in the same ways. And that's why the Mind Space podcast is committed to uncovering mental illness and the impact it has.